When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are continuing on with our Chubo's Marvelous Wish-Granting Engine adventure. As a reminder, if you are a One Shot Patreon backer and you back at $5 or more, you are several weeks ahead on this series over on the Patreon. And you should be getting a new installment sometime this week. But for everyone else, let's get to the show. like the the new comic that you're flipping through there's something unexpected this is one of those weirder comics the ones from the future and sometimes these can be a little bit unsettling the content doesn't always feel ordinary it feels like it might be like from some sort of alternate timeline or something like that but that's not the problem with this one this is just some cro- some comic that's a crossover of two properties that have never actually met before, saying the heroes will make their return in the next issue, but inside of it is an old photo of you two and a third person you haven't seen for a very long time. I think you see that photo first, Chubo, because I'm looking for a specific set of comic volumes to show you, so I'm distracted. Yeah, Chubo's light was like flipping through it and then sees this photo. And I think there's a shot of the two of them, like on either end of uh, this like short box of comics. And the only light in the room right now is like from the sun, which is setting. So it's like casting this kind of beautiful, like orange pink light into the room and the CRT, uh, which, you know, has that like ineffably blue light uh, that fills the room. So the, the two of them like just have these shining patches on, on their skin where, where that light is reflecting. Um, and we can see in Chubo's eyes that he is like marveling at what he is seeing. Um, I want to know what is the overall like tone of the photo? Is this like a happy photo or? It's happy. It's you, Chuba, with your arm thrown around either person. The photo is old and sun bleached. You recognize it as looking quite a lot like things kept in frames a lot around Sevi's house. And Sevi, if you saw this, you would actually recognize this when it was taken and it's noted on the edge of the Polaroid, summer of 97. Oh, so from when we were kids. Yeah. The person on the right is a young girl with dark hair who has, like, one hand up over her face a little bit. Like, she doesn't want her photo taken, but you can see her smile like she's laughing. She's like, no, no, don't. And... You recognize this as an old friend who you haven't seen for a very long time, and her name was Dulcinea. Chubo, I think Chubo, like, immediately, you can feel his energy change. Like, there is something that that has made him uncomfortable here. And I think the core of it is, like, he'll chance a a glance up at Seji, um while Seshi is like flipping through things and it's really obvious how much Seji has grown his face is so much different 
Like, there's a little bit of that baby fat in uh, Seiji's face in, in this photo. And, you know, you have described Gion like like this, this uh, kid who is not built for summer, but it's so obvious, like, that Seiji is taller now. He gangles in different ways than he used to. <laughs> he really does gangle. And Chubo can't quite put his finger on it. Um, but like th- this is this is stopped him dead. Uh, he feels uncomfortable but cannot look away from this photo, is 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 fixated on it. There are a few things that you could point to as disconcerting here. You know that Seji wasn't originally in that image, of course. There wouldn't have been any way. Yeah. You haven't seen Dulcinea since you were 12 and she was 13. You fought and she stopped being your friend and she left and no one really knew where she got off to exactly. And Seji... Do you see the photo? I think not at first. At first, what I am saying as I'm digging through my comic shelf is, yeah, it's this really weird series. I've never read anything like it, honestly. It's about these, like, seven gods, kind of, but they're not. They're like the personifications of abstract concepts. There's despair and desire but the main character is is dream i think it's called the sandman i burned through them all really fast and you should really read them chubo they're very and in the middle of my word even though i'm not looking at chubo even though i can't hear him saying anything as though something has been telepathically communicated i can tell that there is a shift and i say hey is something up and then I glance over and I see that he's looking at the photo. What is that? It's a picture of us. Oh. That's cool. From when? From when we were a lot younger. Oh, can um, I see? I'm trying to think. Yeah, Chubo Chubo like just just nods and like passes the picture away. He's like clearly deep in whatever he's in. Uh, are you okay, Chubo? And then I look at the photo. Oh. I glance at him. You still haven't heard from her or anything, huh? No. I... I didn't try to reach out, either. I... She was pretty clear, so... I don't want to bother anyone. Yeah. There is a look of concern on my face, but it's tempered with something else. Something more contemplative, and... It would be really hard to put your finger on it if you were looking at Seiji in this moment of what that second set of emotions he's feeling is. It's not anxiety. It's not resignation, but it is It is not just sympathy and empathy for his friend. There is something else underneath it. Um, and I say, well, and before I can continue from below, I think my mom calls out that it's time for dinner. End scene. Congratulations. You both got a bunch of experience points. Woo! Yes! <laughs> Yay! Yum, yum. That was a lovely shared action between you two at the very beginning for the cherry picking. Each of you earned one emotion XP. Chubo, you've shared a meal with a friend, uh, so that is one uh, point towards uh, your first major quest, toward fortitude. Uh-huh. Seji, you have talked to someone about what it means for something to be real, conscious, or alive. Yeah, I sure have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very good. Fantastic scene, you two. Uh, that ran on a little long. Like, next time I might want to split that into two scenes, but you guys, like, cleared a whole bunch of basic objectives. Um, that's also one towards uh, hide the evidence for you, Seja. You did um, some pretty interesting loopholes trying to justify your being, as it were. Note that second objective underneath your first quest toward fortitude, you have an extra XP goal if you take 
pictures or recordings of any specific moment that you share with your friends, Chuvo. So that is an extra bit that you can use. And there's something that I actually forgot to do during prep that I think would be best to do now. Mm. Can I hear from Seji a single sentence on what they think of Chuvo, just generally? For better or worse, Chuvo is my best friend in the whole wide world. As I thought. I'm going to add that into the wishing map. There you go. And while I'm doing that, can I uh, ask for some discussion from you guys for what scene you'd like to do next? This will be something else that happens during the remainder of the week, and afterwards we close off and move to the next one, and you guys replenish your stats. I didn't ask for any intentions this first scene, hoping that you guys would just get your characters established and start enjoying going after some of the goals here. But from here on out, I will be requesting that a little bit more often. Okay. Yeah. I have a couple ideas, but before I pitch them, I want to hear, like, how are you feeling in terms of tone? And this is for both of you. Like, should this be another kind of like pastoral slice of life scene should this be a little more high octane uh what are both of you feeling starting with you i guess james um i i think we could if if we like break the pattern of pastoral slice of life uh, it, it's interesting um I, like i'm looking at my uh major goals and they make so much more sense if i'm operating with like a new character um, who uh, does not know my whole steez. Um So I would be interested in seeing what uh, something more high octane could look like uh, at, at this particular time. But I would also be chill with doing another pastoral slice of life because there's something about establishing that pattern um, as like, this is what Chubo thinks our lives are like, generally speaking. Um, versus what they actually are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Chubo, if you were to ask him what his life is like, it's like, well, yeah, I go pick cherries and then go hang out at my friend's house and we play Zelda and look at comics together. That's what life is like where I live. Would you like me to pitch an idea or would you like to uh, think one, Victor? Let me hear your idea first. Um, I was thinking of maybe meeting a little bit in the middle uh doing a scene uh-huh. at school and um in my playbook uh and maybe even parts of the character sheet that you rigged up for me although maybe not it's uh stated outright that like there is a school bully who picks on me um and the kind of meet in the middle idea i had was it being a quiet moment at school maybe even like a transitional moment, like moving between classes or like it being lunchtime or, or something like that. Um, and uh, him kind of circling the periphery or outright trying to interact with us. Um, I was going to say it was going to be closed for the summer. Like I was going to keep our... Okay, my bad, my bad. I thought for some reason the school term meets in the summer, but I got that wrong. Um, Okay. But we can, we can encounter a bully in the wild at like In the wild? A... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is. No, it's it is. It's like you have to encounter them at school, but yeah. like to encounter a bully anywhere else is horrifying. Yeah, it is. I wonder... Hmm. There are a lot of people around here who, I don't want to say a lot, there are a few very loud people who aren't the fondest of Seji. Some of them are ghosts. I got it. You've got to deal with hecklers sometimes. But, hmm, I wonder what other major NPCs we could introduce here. Whatever the tone of the next scene, I would love to meet some significant NPCs, whether it's one or two of them, and maybe introduce like a little bit of low-ish stakes adversity. Sure. The night after you came to Seji's house for dinner, there was a bad storm. Storms have been getting more common in Fortitude and Horizon lately. It's the way that wind and water gets carried off from the lake. It's a heavy south wind that brings down pours. 
lightning, and with it a coating of something. They call it outside dust. It's beautiful, really. It's this shimmer that's left on the grass that evaporates a little bit later, shining in many colors, but it kills a lot of the foliage that it touches. If it gets on wood, it starts to spread almost like rust wood on metal, and it's very specifically attracted to things that people have forgotten. It eats away at abandoned structures. If any of it gets onto something that you've abandoned or discarded, it grows like mold until the original item is unrecognizable or, disint or disintegrated. It's been more and more of a property damage problem around here, and this has brought a small deluge of it. Most of it has already evaporated, but there is news of people groaning about it and it having ruined several items that people had left out. Crops, food. It's always a bit of an upsetting situation. And what a day to be near the port, I think. Are you too fond of the beach after a storm? Yeah, I wanna, dude. Yeah, I want to hear Chuba's answer first. I mean, so the beach after a storm is like this huge reset for the whole place. Um, it changes the texture of the sand. Uh, and it feels emptier than it normally is. And also storms tend to churn things around in uh, the, the water surrounding the island. So you can find some interesting stuff sometimes. Absolutely. All sorts of things wash up on shore after a storm. Shells, mostly. Sometimes dried up starfish, carapaces. Sometimes weirder stuff sports equipment, crates full of books, crates full of machinery. I never could have met Seji unless I walked to the beach after storms. So, like, yeah, we gotta. That's where you get all your abandoned parts. Like, what do you think? What do people think that you do? Like, rat through people's trash junkyards? No, you find, you find it here. This is where everything good is ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes you can get away with finding like game cartridges here that in spite of having been in the water are basically undamaged. I think that's how I found my Legend of Zelda cartridge. Um oh, Absolutely. Sick. Um Seji, how does it feel looking out at the horizon at that strange shimmery glow that makes up the border of this place? You know that if you can truly be from somewhere, you're from out there. Yeah. People in town talk about the outside, regardless of how comfortable they are, even if they're they're sailors who go out on the trade routes to do export uh, business or, or just adventurers. Like, nonetheless, at the very least, there is a healthy respect built on a foundation of fear and apprehension. It is a dangerous place, and I talk about it the same way because it would be weird not to but I've never really felt that fear thinking about it or contemplating it or even observing it um, when I see the residue of the dust on things like I am as exasperated as anyone about the property damage and having to maintain it I imagine that's like a, a goodly portion of my household chores is just dealing with that dust but also um, I'm not afraid of like handling it i don't you really shouldn't before it's been detoxified but i know people who put on maybe not like full hazmat suits but they take a lot of precautions not to touch it and i just don't i get a broom and a dustpan and and i don't really mind it and so when i look out at the horizon it, i feel the way that i imagine most people feel watching a really beautiful sunset or um, a flock of birds flying by. It feels natural to me. And that is a discomforting sense of comfort, knowing that that is not how I'm supposed to feel. And yet I can't change it. Um, 
Luckily, the beachcombing is a really good distraction. Uh, I'm rifling through a bunch of flotsam and jetsam on the shore. I think maybe the tide has gone out a little bit. Um, and you're you're competing with seagulls. Yeah, who are going <laughs> after the beach crustaceans. Yeah, I've been snapped at by a gull before the fortitude gulls i imagine are very robust and very rude and i do not stand a chance against them so i am kind of trying to navigate my way around them and there is one big beefy guy in particular who is just not letting me get around him and i but there is the flash of something that looks like it could be something cool and i I really just want to pick it up all i want to do is look at what it is I'm thinking about whether or not I want to spend will to try to convince this goal to just peaceably move aside for two minutes. Two minutes is all I ask, buddy. (laughs) Sure. Give us a little demonstration of how this looks. Yeah. So this is setting an intention Uh, to quote you and your summary, Victor, to have a meaningful effect on the world and overcome obstacles. You must form an intention. Uh, And in order to do so, you spend will. I have uh, eight willpower points that reset at the start of every scene. So right now I'm fresh up on all eight of them. Every chapter. Every Every chapter. Sorry. Yeah. Every two scenes. Um, And uh, thank you for the correction. Um, I think I'm going to spend one in a small effort to using body language, communicate to this very obstinate bird. Like, all I want to do is look. I'm not going to steal your crabs. I just want to look at the trash that is here, which you can't eat anyway. Uh, let us have this win-win situation, Mr. Gull. That's really all I want. Um, and do you spend just one will and uh, not apply any of your skills? Well, I do have the ability to do stuff. I have uh, one point towards a familiarity with doing stuff. So I think I am going to use that. Um I think verbally communicating with this seagull is a bit of a high task. They're not the most receptive animals. So I'm going to set your obstacle at one, which means this comes out to being able to make you happy. Yeah, I think this is what I do. I pick up a piece of driftwood and there is a plump, juicy little crab making like a threat display and like clicking its claws (laughs) at me. And I am pushing the crab towards the gull while with my other hand reaching for the like milk crate of trash that I want to look at and indicating like, see, this is yours. That's mine. This, (laughs) this is yours. Come and get it, dude. That's mine. And hoping that it gets it. Um, It seems to, at any rate, it takes another like moment of like having to prod it slightly in that direction for it to finally lay off you. But it basically, like, horfs up the crab in a single motion and um, looks at you once and then flies off in the opposite direction. And you have a crate of trash in front of you. What's inside? I think there is a little... I think it is the size of a standard milk crate. I think it's made, uh, though, out of, like, aluminum rather than plastic. Pretty rusted over. I think some of the rust is maybe outside dust and it looks crystallized, kind of like rock crystal. Um the kind yeah. that you make with science kits. It's like glittering and sparkling and then an unnatural color, like mm. dark blue and purple radiance. Um, you don't want to touch that stuff. No, I'm avoiding touching it and kind of gingerly moving it around until I can rifle through without getting it on my bare skin. And I think inside there's a mixture of like some action figures uh, that I'm not particularly interested in. Um, a little wooden box that when I open it has what looks like legitimate antique jewelry inside, but I'm also not particularly interested in that. So I close it and set it aside. Um, And there at the bottom are some old books, perfectly dry, uh, not damaged at all. They look like collections of, of fairy tales. And those I pick up and I start paging through them. I don't recognize the stories, but they're beautifully illustrated. And I think I tuck... A couple of them in i have a uh like waxed canvas backpack with me one of my dad's old bags like again it kind of looks like an army surplus bag um but i've waxed it myself because it's my beachcombing bag um sure and chivo what are you doing while 
said she is combing through this crate. Chubo has been looking around for... I think his journeys to this beach aren't always successful. They're, in fact, very rarely successful. He's looking for thing, something that, that he can only define as, well, something not boring. Um, and Chubo's definitions for what is boring are, like, varied um, uh, and, and difficult to track at some times. Uh, like... There was one time where he found a big horseshoe crab, and that was a huge find. That was a great find. Now, there's plenty of other times where we've seen horseshoe crabs, um, but this was a big one. Uh, and it's such an important difference and really, really hard to define. Um, so he's looking around on the beach for those things, um, and he doesn't quite see what he's looking for there is a moment where um he sees like seji having this interaction with the gull um and chubo like sort of watches uh with like some interest for a bit and as soon as seji appears to have like appeased the gull and that that it looks like that conflict is not going to escalate any further um chubo feels like comfortable and looking away and you know he's just you know combing the beach for something very specific but he could never tell you what it is as your eyes dart around as you're like looking at the ground you don't notice that you've bumped into someone until you actually do mm. um just sort of hitting up against the shoulder of someone taller than you and you hear a shove off i think i i just wanted to briefly say when i hear that voice i look up probably at the same time that you do uh and chubo like looks up like it, maybe in a little bit of wonderment um because like chubo was deep in trying to see whatever it is that he's looking for um and so obviously didn't notice bumping into this person uh but when they say shove off uh chubo looks up and like has maybe a hint of a smile and wonder as as he looks at this person and goes for real <laughs> i think he like locks eyes with you for just a moment and there's a ping of realization in him for a second and then turns away like he never made eye contact with you at all and says should get going hey that was kind of rude that was amazing and then i immediately start backtracking i mean maybe not where you're from i don't know if like culturally it's cool to just say stuff like that to people maybe uh, you know uh rudeness is relative it's like a comic or like on the tv I've lived in town my entire life, I'll have you know. You don't need to treat me like a foreigner. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, that was kind of rude. And maybe you should apologize to my friend? Well, no, I mean, I definitely bumped into him or, or them. Hi. Hello. I'm Chubo. He looks askance. He has trouble making direct eye contact with you. And Seji, I think that this is when you notice something off. Normally when you see someone, they like light up on your radar. Even if you don't mean to, you can get a handle on what they're thinking and even why, or at least what they want from you. And this is the first time in a very long time that this has come up completely blank and it hasn't in years and you remember the last time where that's very weird that i think the hairs on the back of my hand stand up on end i would like to uh take a miraculous action and use my seji sense it's a zero miracle point cost um should i read the description for listener benefit just Please. like yeah uh, you're intimately aware of unreality. If you suspect that the reality you're interacting with may be under attack or that someone or something in your vicinity might be unreal, you can invoke Seji Sense and clearly see the influence of unreality on a situation. 
It's like all the stuff that isn't well grounded in a solid reality, like fortitudes, will glow or burn in your eyes. And there's enough detail to at least attempt to figure out what's going on. So that's what I'd like to do. Um, I, I imagine this playing out not as something I consciously do, but like instinct in the same way that I can kind of just sense people and, and not only sense people, but kind of the general gloss of what they're feeling. Like like my ability to read the room, as it were, is very knee-jerk and I can't control it even when I want to. And similarly, this ability to just kind of get a read on like is everything right here like is this real real is equally instinctive um you're getting a complete dead signal from from him but something on his person is pinging you like several things like jars vials like whatever he's carrying in his bag is off the same way that outside dust is off but he himself nothing and I think that this is when you finally get a good look at him. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll! Heroes, the One-Shot Network will be at Gen Con this year. We have some great panels and events planned, and we would love to see you there. On Thursday at 1, Jeff and John from System Mastery and I have How to Get Your Friends into RPGs, a panel with advice on recruiting people for this wonderful hobby. Friday at 3, Jeff, John, and I have the RPG Game Show, an RPG trivia program with prizes for the audience. Then Friday at 4, we have System Mastery Live. Friday at 10 p.m., we're teaming up with the folks from Together Studios for an evening of Illimat with personalities from OneShot. So you can learn one of my favorite card games with me. Then Saturday at 7 p.m., we have Skyjacks Live. So far, we've confirmed Nathan Blades for this show, and we're waiting on other members of the cast. These shows can sell out, so please get your tickets now. If you're signed up for Gen Con, that is just searching the event listings or following the links in our show notes. And if you attend Gen Con, and especially one of our programs, we ask that you please wear a mask. As always, a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, these shows would not be possible. There are a lot of reasons to get involved with Patreon right now. We have two bonus series going on, Star Wall, and more episodes of Chubo's Marvelous Wish Granting Engine including episodes that will not appear on the main feed. So please, if you like what you hear, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to support us. A small amount each month makes a world of difference in what we're able to produce. Now, a quick word from our sponsor. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. And I think that this is when you finally get a good look at him. He's roughly five feet, nine inches tall. He's, he has dark hair that looks like it has been brushed in weeks. It looks like it's been spattered by the seawater and is now in even worse condition. And it looks like it's been a very, very long time since he saw anything like a restful sleep. What he's wearing is something like a lab coat. It's bright white, and those sort of ruddy brown eyes, similar but hard to place. It's the eyes. I I think that I make eye contact with him and I can't quite break it. He looks so familiar and I can't name it. What were you saying earlier? You. You. L like a comic? What are you, 12? Uh, Chubo takes a few seconds. Uh, Chubo's, what, like, we're 13? Is that where- So I say, we're not 12, Chubo. We are 15 years old. Okay, we're 15. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not 12 anymore. We are, uh, much older than that. Um, no, I mean, like, the way you pull it off. How old are you, man? 16. <sighs> wow, yeah. That is, like, spot on. Hey, Chubo, I think- Maybe uh, 
he doesn't want to be bothered. I, without realizing it, have gotten up. The My beachcombing bag is on my back, slung over one shoulder, and I am standing slightly in front of Chubo in between him and the stranger. No, I mean, definitely doesn't want to be bothered. Of course he doesn't want to be bothered. This is like the sullen teen. Oh, what are you getting at? I'm giving you an emotion XP for that, uh, Chubo. This is <laughs> just the wrong time, buddy. But here we are, nonetheless. This is like, this is like an iconic, classic look, my man. He's. I think he like glances down at himself actually when you say that, and then back up at you. I'm not. This is stupid. I knew I shouldn't have come back here. No, no, you definitely should have. You definitely, definitely should have. You're it. I'm what? You're what I've been looking for. I think he pauses for a moment, and you see, like, some math going on behind his eyes, and he suddenly looks a bit more anxious. I'm not sure I follow. I'm not sure I follow either. Chubo, what are you talking about? Why we came to the beach today. This is something special. Something cool. We came to look for more Nintendo games. I mean, Nintendo games are an ideal, but like, this is better. You have little idea of what you gaze upon. Oh, oh, man. Yes. Are you kidding? What are you so excited about? My face is scrunched up like... I've stumbled into watching a show that is in the middle of its second season arc and I don't understand what's happening. Like, I'm processing the fact that someone our age talks this way. It's not like it's that unusual for Fortitude. It's just so, usually it is, it's like my brother. My brother talks in like a really over-the-top way too, like Laudamus. But but he's 20, you know? This is, this could be a classmate. It's so odd. Um, And I can't, stop looking at their face and their eyes especially like the color of their eyes is really twigging something and i ask hey have we met before yeah that's a great question it matters not whether we've met before chubo if that is your real name chubo's eyes are full of sparkles right now chubo's over the moon it's been many years since we've crossed swords. And you, I think he points directly at Seji. I've had a hunch, following signs of you, that something's been off for a very long time. Inconsistencies Whoa. in my readings. Readings? Okay, slow down. You and, and, and Seji and me, we gotta sit down and get something to eat. Oh, Chubo, I don't know. When this person... When the stranger said the thing about something about me being off, something about readings, like evidentiary science to do with me, like the pit of my stomach just dropped out from under me. And I, I'm not going to contradict Chubo like ever, but this is the last thing I want is to get a snack with this guy. And I look at Chubo and I say, are you sure? Maybe we should do anything else instead chubo like looks to seji and like he is bright um in, in with the sort of vibrancy like this is is post a storm like there is still enough lingering gray and i think the outside dust like does something to hold the dismal grayness of a storm uh, it shimmers with beauty, but it's almost like it collects all the beauty unto itself to be looked at, and the world around it is just a little bit more dismal. Um, so seeing Chubo, like he stands out with like his energy and vibrancy from the uh, world around him right now, and he's turned towards you to face you. Um, uh, like, and I think we're we're blocked in a direction where, uh, actually, you know what? No, this kid can definitely see what Chubo is saying. Chubo mouths to Seji, this is a big horseshoe crab. I cannot resist. Like, this, I know this look, this bearing of you. Like, when you shift into this particular body language, even if I wanted to, and I'm very 
acutely aware of this. Even if I wanted to, I could not go against what you are saying or wanting in this moment. And I shrug and throw my hands up halfway and say, okay, uh, yeah, whatever you want, Chubo. Sure. Hm. A snack? You think I'd bother myself with a snack with the likes of you two? I already know everything there is to know about you, front and back. I know you, Seri Schwan, that you're followed home each day by spirits clawing at your door, waiting for your attendance. Because you, of course, are the only one that they can speak to, to be heard, that their lamentations, their protests go on deaf ears constantly, and you are the single soul who can free them from that overcoming loneliness. Wow, it really is everything that you say that's like that. I think I I am so overwhelmed in this moment. Uh, I am starting to verge into, if not panic, like my anxiety is starting... Like, if if, the, if you could chart my anxiety through, like, a seismograph, you would be starting to see, like, the spikes and the spikes and the spikes, like, climbing. But um, nonetheless, something about that twigs, like, my my family practice, right? And I say, oh, uh, are you recently bereaved? I'm sorry, sir. That is really too bad. Uh, I didn't realize you'd been by the funeral home. I don't attend the, the services. I just help with the pre- but I'm so sorry for your loss uh really internally crossing my fingers and hoping against hope that this is what that guy means the only thing i've lost is my innocence okay i no clearly yeah for sure um chubo like uh you know is 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 like darting towards seji and seji like it is pretty plain on your face, like the anxiety uh, that's uh, going through you right now. So Chubo like uh, does a little bit of a double take, like kind of seeing that uh, Seji is so on edge and goes, oh, um, uh, sorry. Hey, would you mind coming with us to get a snack anyway? Because I think Seji's a little hungry and uh, he can get a little nervous when he's hungry. I, um, I'm not uh, nervous. Don't think I don't know that. We don't- Together for... (sighs) Chubo, I consider you, in my field, my greatest rival. Whoa. I've been researching methods of engineering, of fell science, of ways to make the natural world into a tool which I can then use against my own enemies. You would do the same had you the knowledge that I... But you wait, 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 wait. Who would who would use something against someone? Ah. <sighs> you are that okay? So I can't be the only one because there was like your shirt was blowing in the wind, but then I didn't feel any wind. So how are you doing that? I programmed special effects into my coat. That's why it looks so cool! Chubo, stop! It's been too many years. From here on out, you will respect my position as your superior and your rival. Forefront among my kind, my name is Leonardo de Montreal, a reinvented man. I studied for long years at the Academy. And when you hear the name de Montreal, your mind suddenly pings, oh, hey, you didn't know that Dulcinea had a brother? Okay, is this Dulcinea's older brother or or younger brother? Unclear. Seja, you've you've already put it together. Yeah, I've been quiet um, this whole time, but my mind is racing. And if you could, like, just like it, like the ceiling of an auditorium just peel up the front the like top of my brain and just listen in on what i'm thinking i think it's been this reel of like oh god does he know does he what is he talking about with this fell science the readings the data like can he track the thing about there's no way he would know about me there's no way you can't tell how come 
I can't get anything on him. That is nuts, actually. There should be something residual, even ghost pink. No, 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 no. I'm not going to think about this. This is not important. What's important right now is that Shiba wants to get a snack with this dude. This is unreal. I can't do this right now. If he's taking fell readings, when has he been taking those readings? Is he following me home? Is he following me home? He's talked about spirits following me home. Is he the one following me home? How come I couldn't tell that he was following me if I can't get a reading on him? Oh my god, is he a ghost? Is this a ghost? Is this a new kind of ghost? That would explain why he looks like- Dulcinea has a cousin? Out loud I say, oh. And that's the only- like iceberg tip on the rest of the thoughts that have been churning through my mind is that one little O as I realize who this is. Fine. I'll come with you. That's awesome! But only as a show of dominance. Yeah, sure. Totally. I think on cue when Leonardo says only as a show of dominance from behind me, that same gigantic gull, like squawks extremely loudly and flaps its wings out as though it is uh, (laughs) reinforcing what Leonardo is saying Uh, and I I'm guessing that I cannot use uh, any of my like no cost or low cost miraculous powers because I am not getting a reading on this guy like that is something that I can only do on things where I can, like, tell tell their desires and tell their wishes. Is that right? Yeah, if it's something that affects you being able to tell their desires and tell their wishes, it's not quite working. At least not until he says, fine, I'll come, which was a point at which the sun glanced off him for a moment. <laughs> and you got a, you got a reading suddenly. Oh, Yeah. Um, is that something that I have to spend will or MP in order to parse, or? I think in the fleeting moment, it's garbled. But it's a miracle you use, so it happens if you want something. What information do you want? What miracle are you using? Let me look. I think I am invoking my wish sense, which is a chthonic action. Uh, invoke your wish sense and you can clearly make out the shape of other people's dreams and wishes just by looking at them and seeing into their hearts. It is easy for you to tell what somebody wants, both right at this moment and in the wider sense of what they want out of life, even if that somebody is an animal without the language to define their desires and words. So I think that's what I would like to use. It's zero MP. Um, and what do I get? It's only for a split second. So you can only pick it up for just a fraction of a moment. You hear sorry. The word sorry. Whoa. I think without meaning to, out loud I say, it's okay. Yeah. Fine, I know. Wouldn't kill me to catch up again. It absolutely would not! Maybe it will. Maybe it will this time. Maybe the roof of the place will fall on all of our heads, killing us, and I won't have to deal with social mores ever again, and I can retire back to my quarters in the land of the dead. Man, wouldn't that be a thing? I don't think that's going to happen, though, because it's a stand that we're going to, and there's not going to be a roof. So Wait, what does it sell? Mystery dogs. Oh, is it the place that does the teriyaki? That's pretty good. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good leonardo sometimes i don't quite i'll humor you this once this final meeting before i once again wipe my name from these forsaken lands god yeah how did you do this what do you what are you talking about? He says, sort of like balling his fists and trying to keep his minced words to himself. I mean, cultivate this, everything about it. It's so, ah, it's so, it's like, you're like a spider web covered in dew. Is that supposed to be a compliment? Yeah. Mm. He thinks about that for a moment because he is indeed quite entranced with how Dew looks on spider webs. And from there, I think 
He sighs and says, I spent several years studying abroad at an institution known as the Blake Academy. It is there I was taught. I would not wish its ills and terrors on anyone, and I went in order to assassinate the leader of its program. No way! What? Ah, will you stop it? I say, is that legal? Oh, definitely not. There's no way! He rolls his eyes. Are you really that thick, Chubo? I mean, like, I've been getting bigger, but I don't... I wouldn't describe myself like that. Seji, tell him! No, I'm not gonna, because that's pretty mean, Leonardo. And I turn to Chubo, and I say, come on, if we're gonna get teriyaki together, we should go now, before it gets too dark. If- Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Mystery dogs. He's grumbling and following alongside you, mum- mumbling about how much this is derailing from what his plans were, which were further water samples in the area. You're sadists. I have no other justification for this. Um, I have died. I am in hell. I am being uh, tortured for my sins in the world of the living. And I am being uh, subjected to mystery dogs. Now, see, I've read about that sort of thing, and that's not this. I'm certain of that. But you're already... probably maybe going to like mystery dogs. There's a big chance that you could. I've already accepted my fate. <sighs> yeah, 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 you have. Seji, can you please tell him? Uh, Okay. This is very uncomfortable for me, but... And then I turn to Chubo. Don't bother. Don't Don't bother. At the same time that Leonardo says, don't bother, and I say, I turn to Chubo and say, Dulcinea doesn't have a brother. What? No, yeah, of course, like a cousin, right? No. That's why I haven't heard of you? No, pretty sure Dulcinea uh, does not have extended family or blood relatives. Pretty sure. I'm Dulcinea. No blood rel- Well, wait a minute. I said- Reinvented no, man, no. Chubo, like- My name was Dulcinea! Shh, 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 don't say it again. What? Chubo, Dulcinea changed. Don't- Wait, wait a minute, whoa. <sighs> um, and Chubo looks like- really confused um and like maybe a little i don't want to say dizzy um but like chubo is trying to connect some dots in his head if we can step into the mind palace of chubo (laughs) it is oh my god please yes a this is leonardo's worst nightmare (laughs) yeah this is a Rube Goldberg machine of like disparate parts. It's it's built out of the wonderful trash from the beach that some of it is like genuinely precious and some of it like looks like you wouldn't want to touch it, but it all fits together perfectly in the way that a jeweled watch would. And he's trying to connect two ideas together um and like they're taking extremely circuitous routes um and goes well but they wouldn't want to talk to me i think that his expression suddenly changes and he looks sheepish almost sad. It's the first time you've seen him look anything other than anxious or angry. And I think he says no. Yeah. She, they wouldn't. But I think, I think he sort of clams up and looks askance. And as the light beams down from between the clouds, you once again get a reading, Seji, that says Chuba would trap them down anyway. Man, Leonardo makes me break out into a cold sweat. All that stuff he was saying about his uh, extracurricular activities, but nonetheless, like, that really just makes me so sad. 
the resignation I think that I am getting off of Leonardo in that moment, the and also the confusion um, or sadness. It's hard to place. Like you like you said earlier, it's garbled. But I think I do. My instinct is to want to reassure him, and I'm going to spend uh, two willpower to try to put him. Well, let me look at the intentions actually. How much? sizable effort yeah two willpower to try to put him at ease for it at the very least this one interaction like i'm not asking for the moon i just don't want him to feel bad in this like reunion with us and i think i say something like you know you you can come or not come if you it's up to you i think chuba would like to hang out with you are you putting any skill behind it or just the two will? I think uh, I am putting... I don't think this qualifies as no stuff. Like, <laughs> I think that is more of like a an information about the world oriented thing. Is that right? Or I think you can use no stuff. I oh, yeah? That you are, you're already aware of this person. Yeah. And, like okay. on some level how he thinks. Okay. And... Yeah. In that case, yes, I will. I will use that. Um... Then I think it pierces through him like an arrow. This is effective. I meant what I said. Well, then this is perfect! That we're rivals now, and rivals are the kind of people who get mystery dogs together. Yes, 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 yes! And I think I say, well, we're not rivals, and I'll spot you this time. How about that? Hmm. Acceptable. Careful. That's a display of dominance. <laughs> <laughs> I think I start that laughing. That doesn't sound cool when you do it. <laughs> I start laughing a lot. Uh, that was really... Every now and then Chibo lands one really smoothly. Like that, you know, you spiked it that time. And I uh, am still giggling uh, by the... Thumbs up XP for you. Oh, yeah? Okay, great. <laughs> I think while I am not completely at ease myself, like the tension in my shoulders has reduced by the time that we are you know, well down the walking path away from the beach. He's already started up like two more debates on the way back and has started talking about how outside dust has impacted the water quality and is only interrupted when he's eventually served his quote-unquote mystery dog, which has spaghetti and pesto on top of it. Yes, and yes. And so the, the mystery dogs, I do want to point out, um, this is... As close to mad science as you get in, like, the uh, boardwalk food stand culinary arts, there's just a hot dog stand that has been there since time in memoriam. You know, it is one of the oldest and most celebrated businesses. Um, and recently, uh, the person who used to run it retired and handed it off to their kid. And their kid would never walk away from the family business, um, but yearns for something greater. And so you can order a hot dog and it will be, you know, the boardwalk hot dog that everybody celebrates. But uh, if you have like a certain type of light glinting in your soul, you can order <laughs> the mystery dog. Um, and Seji, I think as long as you have known Chubo, Chubo is the only person that you've observed ever order the mystery yeah, dogs. Yeah, you are made out of that light in your soul. So yes, you order the mystery dog all the time. Nine times out of ten, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I really need to emphasize it's a bad idea. Because uh, Chubo is the type to do that, of course, Leonardo has to match him. Like, of course, otherwise. yeah. Meanwhile... To fall behind? Yeah, I have no horse in the mystery dog race so i order what actually looks good to me which i think and this is me gian doing this specifically to twist a knife in your soul james i think i order what on the menu is listed as a chicago dog but it is uh not anything that resembles a chicago style hot dog at all but it is very good what it is is can it's it like, have can it have kimchi on it because that would make me very happy because yeah, like what, yeah. what the, I think the what formula is, for a chicago dog is a full salad on a hot dog i'm about for to those make, who have never had a hot dog yeah uh, yeah yeah dog yeah before. chicago dogs are glorious uh and this is not maybe it is in spirit uh i'm about to make myself really hungry because i haven't eaten dinner yet I think it is uh, like a like a ballpark style like prank that is mm -hmm. dipped into teriyaki sauce before it's grilled, and then it is piled oh. with like 
shredded kimchi and uh, bonito flakes, like the the kewpie mayo that you use on okonomiyaki, and then um, oh yeah, maybe like seas like a like a seasonal vegetable slaw, and then drizzled over the top of it is more of the teriyaki sauce that's been like reduced down to a glaze. You get the feeling that no one involved in this process has ever been to Chicago. No, no. Uh, and that's if they funny. have, they've only been to the exact right places in Chicago. Yeah. Yes. And I think instinctively just in case i order a second one for leonardo in case he can't get past more than one or two bites of the mystery dog i i i don't know if it's if it's appropriate but i would love to award xp for that thought that is wonderful you tell me victor if that's if that's appropriate or not cedric has uh gained a emotion xp in the last 15 minutes so i won't give another one there but I'm thinking, I think that this counts as trying out something new in terms of, like, approaching someone that you're afraid of. So I will give you a quest XP for that. Um, I think you're right. I think that this is a very noteworthy moment, and I think he's sort of poking at it with a fork and knife what he's ordered because it's like a hot dog with spaghetti and pesto on it, but also, like, unidentified sprinkles. <laughs> Good god. Oh my god. Chubo, are you just, like, wolfing that down like it is the most delicious thing you've ever had? Yeah. Chubo is so satisfied by this. Um, Like, takes a first bite, and it's, like, a religious experience. And Chubo, it, it's hot does the reverse blow on it like finishes chewing and just says the savory sprinkle he's getting so close now see this is internally i'm like see this is why ma never has to worry about her cooking with chubo she always gets anxious before he comes over about whether or not he's gonna like dinner and he eats this garbage heap every (laughs) single time we come to this stand there is nothing for her to worry about and i say out loud cool i think i think seji next to leonardo can hear him mutter this is below me (laughs) I very slightly push the Chicago dog towards Leonardo. He's too proud to accept it. He turns away. (laughs) He's eating this, but like around every single sprinkle, he is like cutting individual bits of noodle out for himself and eating them like daintily. Uh, I am a growing boy. I suspect that there is at least one more. Well, maybe Seji doesn't suspect. Any adult beholding Seji eat in this moment would be like, oh, that kid has at least one more growth spurt ahead of him. Uh, I wolf down my hot dog in like three bites and I think I order another one. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I'm going to encourage you to call your representatives and tell them you oppose the Restrict Act. The Restrict Act, also known as the TikTok ban bill, would empower the United States government with some of the most gross surveillance overreach since the signing of the Patriot Act. It erodes the freedoms of citizens without providing any tangible benefits. It's a bill whose signers refuse to talk about the actual content within it and that has garnered support through propaganda and misinformation. Especially with growing fascist sentiments within the United States, 
The future this bill proposes is wildly unsafe. If you need help making that call, head to fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll be able to find issue summaries for issues like this one, contact information for your representatives, and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, easy, and it can make a huge difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.